0: This is The Sidebar for the week of September 1st, 2017. I'm Steve Scully in Washington. In order to
1: minimize the U.S. role in the fighting, you have to build local institutions so the Afghans can take the fight to those who will not reconcile uh,
0: with them. President Trump recently announcing his plans for the war in Afghanistan, including the deployment of additional U.S. troops to the country. This week we look at the political geography and the recent history of Afghanistan with Zalmay Khalilzad. He served as the U.S. Ambassador to Afghanistan and Iraq. He also served as the U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations. He discusses the roots and the resilience of the Taliban, that country's drug trade, and the importance of rebuilding Afghan state institutions in order to secure long-term peace for the region. Ambassador Halil as we try to better understand Afghanistan, a country that the U.S. has been involved with for the last 16 years, can you give us a sense of the political geography of the country?
1: Well, it's very nice to be with you, Steve. Uh, Afghanistan, like many other countries, uh, is made up of different ethnic and tribal groups. Uh, The main groups uh, that uh, make up Afghanistan are first uh, the Pashtuns, uh, who are the tribes in the southern and eastern Afghanistan. They have two major tribal confederations, And then there are also the Tajiks, uh, who are Farsi-speaking or Persian-speaking community has been in the northern part and in the in uh, and, and the Kabul region, and then there are two other major uh, ethnic groups that compose Afghanistan. Uh, they are the Uzbeks, uh, that are the Turkic peoples, uh, in the northern part uh, of the country, and then in central Afghanistan, uh, uh, the last major group uh, is the Hazaras. Who are uh, a Shiite by 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 religion, Shiite Islam. They are uh, more Asian in their uh, roots, uh, Oriental, uh, and uh, there are a number of smaller groups also that uh, 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 compose the Afghan population. And uh, uh, they over the years have been progress in terms of uh, state and nation building to build a country uh, from the various ethnic and tribal groups and it has been historically the seats of various empires uh, but afghanistan as a country uh, was formed uh, um, at the end of the uh, 18th century and uh, and its borders the current borders Uh, are the result of the competition between uh, the British and the Russian empires that were expanding towards each other. And Afghanistan became a buffer state uh, with some of the uh, uh, tribes, especially the Pashtun tribes, uh, being divided uh, ultimately between Afghanistan and Pakistan. So you have uh, uh, the same tribes uh, that uh, are on both sides of that border.
0: So how do these tribal societies in in so many different regions of Afghanistan integrate with each other? And how does that complicate uh, the desire to try to govern Afghanistan?
1: Well, um, uh, these tribes uh, have uh, related to each other uh, in different ways at different times. Uh, Traditionally, the Pashtun uh, tribes that are the largest uh, ethnic group in Afghanistan, and in fact the name Afghan sometimes means the same thing as as Pashtun to to many people, uh, uh, have been the dominant in terms of the uh, um, uh, ruling elite uh, or, or, or the leader of the country. Afghanistan, for most of its history, uh, has been a monarchy uh, run by a king or an emir who was uh, from the uh, southern uh, Pashtun Tribal Confederation, uh, uh, the muhammad Zaydes, uh and uh, uh, that uh, uh, system was overthrown in a coup in 1973. But the Pashtuns uh, often ruled in combination with uh, Tajiks, uh, the second largest group, uh, the Tajiks were important uh, historically in the business, economy, trade, and, and the uh, civil administration. Uh, historically, the uh, uh, Azaras and the Uzbeks were less uh, prominent in terms of the governing structures of Afghanistan.
0: Uh, they, uh,
1: they did not uh, participate or were allowed to p- become senior officers uh, in the afghan armed forces uh, at that time and uh, also uh, to become senior diplomats but uh, towards the end of the uh, monarchy uh, political participation increased uh, elections were held the the prime minister uh, was supposed to come and did come from outside the royal family and there was an active parliament uh, and uh, but all of that came to an end uh, when uh, a coup happened in uh, 1973 that had the soviet support initially that coup uh, was uh, headed by a relative of the king but then he in turn was overthrown in 1978 and by a pro soviet uh, group and that group ran into difficulty and then the soviets had to come in uh, to uh, to uh, preserve uh, and the rule of that group, and that led to the Soviet invasion and the Afghan resistance that lasted for some eight or nine years, uh, followed by a civil war, followed by the Taliban uh, rule, which was a, a Pashtun group, essentially, but uh, a, a quite uh, a religious fundamentalist extremist. And 9-11 uh, happened when they allowed... Uh, uh, al-Qaeda to have a base in Afghanistan and uh, since uh, that time uh, we have been there and we have helped the various Afghan governments uh, especially, uh, well largely or, or or two governments, one led by Mr. Karzai and now by Mr. Ghani, both of whom are Pashtuns. One was from the south, Mr. Karzai uh, like the traditional Afghan kings, Mr. Ghani is uh Pashtun, but from the east, uh, who, who have been the two presidents since nine
0: eleven. Well, let me go back to the Soviet invasion in Afghanistan, because by all accounts, Soviet forces and their proxies killed between a half a million to as many as two million Afghan residents and six million fled the country. So how significant was that in Afghanistan's history and how did that really lead to the U.S. invasion in Afghanistan after
1: 9-11? Well, the uh, uh, Soviet invasion had uh, uh, huge consequences for Afghanistan. As you say correctly, uh, uh, some 6 million Afghans became external refugees out of a population of maybe 24 million. And then uh, several other uh, million uh, became internal uh, uh, migrants or, or, or uh, IDPs and uh, the number of uh, people killed or injured uh, although there are no exact estimates or, or, or uh, in the millions and Afghanistan has never recovered from that uh, from that war the United States assumed that the Soviet Union would ultimately prevail although we did assist uh, the opposition groups that were fighting the soviets from bases in afghanistan from bases in or or uh, locations in pakistan the majority of uh, the afghan refugees went to pakistan and uh, uh, that uh, that uh, assumption about the inevitability of the soviet victory turned out to be wrong although it was a reasonable assumption and then the groups that uh, that uh, Uh, played a major role in pushing the Soviets out, uh, fought each other uh, about who should govern uh, afterwards, and the experience of the resistance against the Soviets and the fact that they were uh, being assisted from uh, Pakistani territory with the support of the Pakistani military intelligence gave Pakistan huge influence over Afghan groups. And one of the, uh, the features of post-Soviet Afghanistan has been uh, the uh, greater influence that Pakistan exercised in Afghanistan, which in turn was resisted by Iran, the other neighbor of Afghanistan, which also shares uh, ethnic and linguistic and historic ties uh, to populations in parts of Afghanistan. And, uh, and uh, uh, one of the groups, and that was involved in the resistance against the Soviets as, uh, over time became the backbone of a group called the Taliban, or also, as I said before, a Pashtun group. But uh, they took advantage of the unhappiness of the Afghan population with the civil war, the destruction of Kabul, the destruction of the state institutions. They came in the name of creating security, law and order, uh, and, and uh, easily defeated most of the other groups, although one of the groups kept fighting until 9-11 against them. Uh, um, but uh, the the uh, uh, war against the Soviets also brought in Arabs who f- believed that the Soviet occupation was a threat to the whole of the Islamic world and the resistance to the Soviets, was a religious obligation uh, of all Muslims, and that included Osama bin Laden, uh, who came in to join the fight against the Soviets, and he developed relations with some of the groups who were fighting the Soviets. And then uh, uh, when those groups came to power, particularly the Taliban, uh, Osama bin Laden and his group al-Qaeda gained influence in Afghanistan. Uh, They essentially... While we talk generally about uh, states sponsoring terrorist groups, here was the terrorist group that sponsored, uh, essentially, the Taliban. They provided it with financial aid, military aid, uh, in exchange for for having uh, uh, access to Afghan territory and Afghan safe havens. So the Soviet uh, war in Afghanistan and the resistance to it had a huge effect, not only in terms of the devastation of Afghanistan, but in terms of the geopolitics, uh, the, the uh, relationship uh, uh, regionally with uh, regional players becoming more influential in Afghanistan. And when the Soviets withdrew and we withdrew, um, we had achieved our goal. Uh, it was the regional players uh, that became uh, dominant and used the Afghan civil war uh, to advance their, their influence.
0: And yet you have heard the criticism with U.S. troops still in Afghanistan, more heading into the country in the summer and fall, and hundreds of billions of dollars that has been spent uh, by U.S. taxpayers. Critics saying that we have not learned the lesson from the Soviet occupation of Afghanistan. Is that fair criticism?
1: Well, it depends as to what lessons we are talking about. Uh, uh, because I think our objectives uh, are different uh, than the Soviet objectives. Uh, But uh, in terms of some of the tactical or policy uh, issues, there could be parallels. Uh, um, But the biggest parallel is uh, that the Soviets uh, essentially lost the war in Afghanistan because of the support that the opposition Uh, uh, gained or achieved uh, from Pakistan uh, which was a sanctuary if you like for anti-Soviet groups and uh, our help. I would say if we hadn't uh, helped the Mujahideen, uh, the fighters who fought the Soviet Union and if Pakistan had not provided them with the sanctuary, it's perfectly plausible that the Soviets would have succeeded. We uh, did not learn the lesson uh, perhaps uh, that Sanctuaries are very important. Now Pakistan is uh, providing sanctuaries to groups that are fighting us. And uh, uh, we uh, uh, did not pay adequate attention, some would argue, and I associate myself with that, uh, to pay attention uh, to this issue and uh, perhaps dealt with it more effectively than we have. And that's why the Trump administration's review, one uh, essentially new feature that it has that it recognizes, front and center, the role of sanctuaries and the role of Pakistan. While the previous administrations tried to encourage Pakistan to stop the sanctuary policy, they were not as focused on it as uh, at least the statement made by President Trump is indicating. There was also uh, issues with regard to state building and uh, nation building and transformation of Afghanistan under the Soviets. Uh, They were um, a secularizing uh, force that uh, sought to transform Afghanistan into a socialist republic. Uh, Some have argued that we have pushed uh, too hard to bring about uh, a rule of law state uh, in Afghanistan or to remake Afghanistan in our own image. Uh, uh, That has led some, like the Trump administration, to say we will not do nation-building in Afghanistan but my judgement is that uh, 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 and we've had some success in this regard in order to minimize the us role in the fighting you have to build uh, local institutions so the afghans can take the fight to those who will not reconcile uh, with them and that is uh, uh, the build up of afghan forces which could be called state or nation building that will have to continue and i think uh, under uh, the trump uh, proposed policy that aspect will continue But, uh, of course, parallels could be drawn, but I think there are also significant differences between our objectives, uh, uh, us versus the Soviets, and our strategy. Uh, And and, uh, um, I think lessons could be learned from the Soviet experience.
0: So based on all that you've been saying, let me get to the question that many Americans continue to ask. Can Afghanistan be a self-governing country? Can the U.S. leave Afghanistan? Or is the country going to become another South Korea? We have been in South Korea along the DMZ for the last 65 years. Could we we be looking at that in Afghanistan?
1: It could go either way. Uh, It depends uh, uh, as to uh, what the situation uh, becomes, not only in Afghanistan but in the region and it also depends on us objectives uh, with regard to the region if you assume that uh, the problem of terrorism and extremism remains a uh, dominant uh, foreign policy concern and that uh, we regard those trends or those problems as a threat to us national security and that we need to be in that region to respond in a timely manner to those threats and to shape the region Afghanistan is one of the places where we are welcomed. Uh, The Afghan government and the majority of the people, based on all indications, would like the U.S. to stay, so it could become uh, a bit like Korea or uh, parts of Europe. Uh, But if um, uh, there is an Afghan settlement uh, that Pakistan helps, uh, that Afghanistan's forces and the new strategy with regard to Pakistan produces a situation in which there is some kind of a deal, help uh, by Pakistan, and part of that agreement is for U.S. forces to withdraw. Then uh, you could have uh, a, a different outcome in terms of the U.S. presence. Uh, or alternatively, either because we succeed or because uh, of the the problems in Afghanistan and the region. Uh, uh, this this president or a new president decides that uh, uh, enough is enough and we need to withdraw our forces, then we could withdraw in Afghanistan, In that scenario could go back uh, to a situation perhaps similar to uh, uh, pre-9-11, where we didn't uh, participate directly in affecting the situation in Afghanistan. The Afghans fought each other. The regional players fought each other and afghanistan became a base for international terrorists and extremists which could happen isis is trying to get again a foothold uh, or a significant foothold already they are there to a degree after their defeat in syria and in iraq so the future of afghanistan is very contingent uh, and uh, our own role in it uh, depends on 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 not only uh, the, the, uh, alternative futures in Afghanistan and in the region, and terrorism and extremism. But also, uh, it it would depend on U.S. objectives and U.S. strategy.
0: Ambassador, is the Taliban on the ropes in Afghanistan?
1: No, they are not. Uh, They have grown uh, somewhat stronger, uh, uh, although uh, remember that at one point we had over 100,000 troops Uh, In Afghanistan, now we have uh, 8,400 and maybe uh, 4,000 more might join them. Uh, 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 The strategy of making the war be an Afghan war, Afghan forces fighting the Taliban, uh, has made progress. But I think there are dramatic reductions from 100,000 to 8,400. The balance shifted uh, somewhat in favor of the Taliban. And the Taliban thought that we may withdraw altogether, and they uh, have tried to break the Afghan force, uh, and 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 they've taken over more areas than they had uh, uh, one or two years ago. Uh, and they, I believe, they thought until the announcement of the strategy, we will see what the implementation would be like by the Trump administration. They thought time was on their side, and that they could prevail. Uh, but uh, I think uh, uh, these new forces that are uh, that will be sent according to our commanders could give them the capability, and with the greater authority that also has been delegated to the commanders, that they can blunt uh, the Taliban uh, momentum, and that that will give us time to work on Pakistani support for the Taliban, and and in the hope that a combination of the blunting, which will give us time. We can shift or affect Pakistani calculations, and we'll see whether we succeed or not, uh, that that could in turn lead to or create circumstances or conditions for a negotiated settlement, which is uh, uh, ultimately what the United States seeks in Afghanistan. Our interests are rather limited, which is that Afghanistan does not become a sanctuary for terrorists and extremists. And uh, and if a settlement can give us that, uh, I think we would... uh, and I would advise that we support it and accept it.
0: As you know, the U.S. is dealing with a major opioid and heroin-related crises, especially in rural parts of the country. Is Afghanistan in part responsible for the influx of drugs here in the U.S.? Well,
1: a lot of opium is produced in Afghanistan. The question really is who is producing and, uh, and processing and exporting that uh, drug. I think we don't know enough about that, Uh, 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 but there is no question that in the areas that are outside government control, largely, that a lot of uh, opium is produced that uh, in turn is processed into heroin. Uh, The UN has estimated, one UN agency, that uh, the market value of that heroin is 50 to uh, $60 billion, a huge amount of money. Uh, I sometimes think that the the war in Afghanistan may be more about that money uh, than some of the concepts that we talk about uh, uh, otherwise uh, with regard to strategic depth for Pakistan or Indo-Pakistan rivalry or Pakistan-Iran rivalry. Um, but uh, we don't know enough. I think this is something that I hope uh, the current administration will focus on because if you come to a judgment and that uh, different players regionally make a lot of money from this and that they want the current conditions to continue because uh, of that uh, financial gain that they make what is the implication for uh, for our strategy both in terms of the military presence but in terms of what we do and i think this is uh, this is a and a very important question that has been understudied in terms of its, its implications Uh, for the uh, military and security circumstances that we find ourselves in Afghanistan.
0: And finally, as our ambassador in both Iraq and Afghanistan, you know the region well. You've advised a number of presidents, including George W. Bush and Ronald Reagan. So let me ask you the question that we were told President Trump often asked during his negotiations and deliberations on what to do in Afghanistan. How do you measure U.S. success in that country?
1: Well, I think the key measure of success is, uh, are we uh, doing better? Are we making progress? Uh, can an Afghan uh, state uh, take over security responsibility for the country? Um, can we uh, prevent uh, Afghanistan from becoming a sanctuary for uh, al-Qaeda ISIS uh, and other international terrorist groups. I think since 9-11, we have prevented uh, the sanctuary issue. We've made progress on Afghanizing the war, uh, but uh, we're not quite there that they could do it entirely on their own without uh, uh, U.S. uh, support. uh, President Obama thought that perhaps by the end of his term, this would be achieved. He reluctantly agreed to uh, to preserve um, some uh, number of U.S. forces, 8,400. That was below what the military thought was necessary. They wanted uh, uh, 12 to 15,000 force. That is what uh, under President Trump uh, the military will get. Uh, but those would be uh, the measures. Uh, it depends, obviously, on what happens in the battlefield, what Pakistan does in particular. It also depends on on uh, the Afghan politics, which at, t- at times has been dysfunctional, uh, whether Afghans uh, will rise uh, for this last chance, and I believe that uh, this will be a last significant U.S. effort to give them uh, a chance to succeed. And, of course, uh, it depends how effective we are in implementing the new strategy. A lot of details are not yet clear. Uh, The president talked in very general terms. Uh, uh, Often success or failure depends on the effectiveness of the implementation of what uh, the president or or, or other senior leaders would like to achieve in a particular country or target. So uh, I would say... the objectives are relatively clear, uh, the means, one could question whether given the level of effort that we have made whether we shouldn't have been further along and that leads some people to be uh, negative, to be pessimistic about the prospects of success, but on the other hand there has been progress also and that leads others to think that maybe with a better strategy uh, with somewhat more uh, resources, with a sharp focus on the problem that we haven't focused on as much, the sanctuary issue in Pakistan, that we may have better a better chance of success than was the case earlier. It's very complex, and uh, that much is clear.
0: Well, I just have to quickly follow up on your your. Statement a moment ago, the last significant U.S. effort in Afghanistan. So, are you optimistic, pessimistic, or taking a wait and see attitude in terms of U.S. success in Afghanistan?
1: Uh, I uh, uh, take a wait and see attitude uh, uh, until I know more about the details of implementation. I think this is a better strategy than. Uh, uh, the, uh, the earlier strategy because of the focus on the sanctuary issue. But whether we will be effective in implementing that strategy uh, will be a determining factor. Of course, it also depends on the reaction, both intended uh, in terms of in- what we intended to achieve or what we intend to achieve and the unintended consequences. Uh, because there is uh, the whole region is churning uh, and the uh, state of u.s russian relations are in great difficulty whether russia takes a hostile view and supports uh, because of uh, unhappiness with our relations supports the taliban uh, uh, whether uh, uh, our relations with iran takes a, a turn uh, perhaps a military turn that that could lead the iranians also to make life difficult for us in afghanistan and particularly uh, what will the new strategy produced in Pakistan. So uh, there is a degree of uncertainty in the current circumstances, and we and the Taliban are not the only players, or we, the Afghans and the Taliban, are not the only players. So there are a lot of churning and, and, uh, which may affect our prospects in Afghanistan.
0: Ambassador Hillelazade, for your expertise and insights, we thank you for your time. I thank you. You've been listening to C-SPAN's The Sidebar. Be sure to follow C-SPAN and C-SPAN Radio on Twitter and let us know what you'd like to hear about in future episodes by using the hashtag C-SPAN Sidebar. If you like the program, please like, rate, and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. By the way, every C-SPAN podcast is available on the free C-SPAN Radio app for Apple and Android devices as well as Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts.